There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to this episode of the Matchball Podcast from us, the Square Ball, following the QPR 2-0 home victory. I'm Dan Moylan, with me is Michael Normanton. Hello. And Moscow White, Daniel Chapman. 2-0. Two goals to none, to us. Podcasts are brought to you with Levi Solicitors, 10% off your legal fees if you mention the Square Ball when you inquire with them. LeviSolicitors.co.uk is where you will find all the information on them uh, straight from Ellen Rhodes, three points in the bag, two goals, happy days. Doesn't it just make your whole life that little bit better when Leeds do that? A piece of piss. <laughs> I'm well excited. When did we last score two at home? We haven't, have we? Ever. Ever in the history of Leeds United Football Club. Tyler Roberts made the difference today. Discuss. I mean, I know you will be keen to do so, Moscow, because you've been advocating for him across the last couple of weeks on the main podcast. Uh, yes. I mean, I don't just want to bang on about me being right I'm not that kind of prick Um, but I was I am and uh, uh, Tyler owes me big stuff no he's great it's like we have a we can attack through the middle again that's useful that's better than just pinging it out wide and crossing it to nobody for who like a 10 foot giant that doesn't exist so we can just um, have him running through the middle and playing really like intelligent passes and and dribbling and um, yeah it's a great distraction from Helder Costa not being any good. So. I, I thought he was better today. I thought his, his end product still wasn't there, but he was. He looked a lot more mobile and more dynamic. I thought it was his best game for a while. I was just doing that for the, the lols, really. <laughs> Roberts, though. Oh, that's the kind of prick you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think Roberts made a big difference as well in the speed he's willing to close from that position as well because he doesn't let the goalkeeper or the centre-backs rest on it because he's, he's, he's probably our quickest player. I don't know. Costa maybe is faster. But he's certainly one of the quickest and when Klitsch is playing there, while he tries, he's quite a slow man. He's a midfielder rather than that number 10 Enganche type role, isn't he? And you know what he did well today? Kicking it into the goal. <laughs> Didn't try and take four touches. Just came to him and he just put it, put his foot behind it, straight mm. into, passed it straight into the corner of the net. Talk me through that moment then. What happened in that moment when he, he his leg went back? <laughs> went forward yep. and the motion, the forward motion of the leg propelled the ball into the goal. Excellent, I love that analysis. The Thank corner you. of the yeah. goal, and the goalkeeper wasn't there, so it went into the goal, and that's how you score, and that's how you win games. Incredible. Whereas... <laughs> let's let's stick with Tyler, he made it look very easy, it was very good, and also it's worth a shout for, uh, I think Jack Harrison's assist for that was a, a twisty, mm-hmm. turny, dribbling, controlled, intelligent delight of of play where he uh, he held the ball waited beat how many did he beat it was like an Eddie Gray style 
I've only seen it once. Um, it was like an Eddie Gray style beating eight players against Burnley and then rolling it perfectly into uh, um, Tyler Roberts' path. We're underselling his finish because it was nice because it, it went against the momentum of the cross. So the defence and the keeper were all moving across the goal and he went straight back where he came from and it meant everyone was wrong-footed. And didn't it feel like a big relief? It did. It was great. He made it seem... I, th- I don't think it's underselling it to say he made it seem easy. He's just like, that's... Tyler Roberts, Tyler Roberts makes everything look easy. He's just a really good player. I've said a, f- a few times, and I'm I'm holding to it. I think whenever we've said we we've not replaced Saez, I think the the club have just held their cards on this one and said, "Nah, we have. We paid four and a half million for him. Um, he just has glass legs, and that's a problem. And hopefully, if he can stay fit and and keep doing, then it gives us that option of what we had today, where Pablo Hernandez can can sit and rest his weary old legs on the bench." Um, he can maybe look at uh, how Angel Rangel was an experienced player when he was just a youngster at Swansea and yet is still playing for QPR. And then, um, and he doesn't have to overstretch himself and we don't have to rely on him. It's, uh, it's a very, very good sign if we can get Tyler Roberts playing well. And I don't think Bamford looked as isolated as he normally does with Tyler Roberts up there, perhaps closing that distance towards him a little bit. He had a strange game, did Bamford. <laughs> um, let's find some nice things to say. <laughs> Took his head a well. But he would do if you're six yards offside. I don't know if he was offside. I just assume he was. I always back a linesman on a Bamford offside decision. I think he did. He did some things all right today. But God, he's getting frustrating. Like the one we were discussing on the car in the car on the way here. The one where he was put through on goal on his left foot. It was what. It was everything he would have wanted. It was perfect. It was his dream. <laughs> and yet, and then he made, chose to make it worse by trying to take it around the keeper on... onto his right. <laughs> the one he never uses because oh. Patrick. You've been a little bit unfair to him there because um, it was a great tackle by the defender. It shouldn't have had that chance. If he'd shot first time. Yeah, it was rolled through on his left and all he had to do was just kick it to the, the goalkeeper's right with it using his left foot. It was perfectly there to happen and the ball would have gone in the goal. Are we talking about a similar sort of lift your leg backwards? Yep. Move it forwards with momentum. And it's the leg he likes as well. I mean, I kind of have some sympathy for him when it falls on his, his weaker foot because he doesn't have the confidence and he, he always tries to put back on his left but then there it was just with your left foot just shoot past the goalkeeper as he's running out before he can get down the moment the ball was it was just it was all coming together and he he tried to go around the keeper and put it onto his right foot and if he had even if the tackle hadn't come in and it had been on his right foot what's he going to do then he's probably going to try and put it back on his left again it's just I don't know it's it's we were listening in the car on the way here to uh, Noel Whelan talking about his work rate outside the box and his honesty and stuff. I get the feeling, I think his confidence is completely shot. That that says to me, and there was a couple of other uh, balls that he put out of play that he just, yeah, it just didn't look like he had any confidence. But I think as well, his work outside the box, he's kind of like, no, I can do that. Like, that's fine. But when it gets to a shot, he's fucking terrified of trying it. So I think he's almost staying outside the box so he doesn't miss. Mm. I kind of know what you mean. I don't think he is short on confidence. I think he's un, he's unflappably confident. Why didn't Bamford. he just hit that ball then? I don't know. I'm not Patrick Bamford. Maybe he just likes he just likes trying to take it around the keeper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we always overanalyze everything that he does. There was, I mean, um, he did he did as as pretty pretty much as well under the circumstances as you could expect. No, but, I would have. I'd expect him to score. He's a Seven million pound striker being paid thirty thousand pound a week. If he's through one on one with the goalkeeper with the ball on his good foot and he's got the opportunity to hit it before the goalkeeper goes down, he should score. 
there's not a question in my mind. Tyler mm. Roberts would have scored. It's not a difficult chance for a striker of his quality. Um, but or, or he at least needs to recognise that his best chance of scoring there is by doing that. If the keeper does get down and mm. makes a good save, then... It's, it's made the wrong decision as well. Yeah. So it's... Um, but again, it's work rate outside the box. Everything's fine. Like he's working really hard, and he played. He played well. As like we said, he had a strange game where he plays. He plays really, really well. And then you just think, what is that? how much better it would have been if you just kicked that ball in the net? I suppose the comparison today would be against um, against their strikers who looked awful, awful. Like they didn't I have no idea yeah, how they've yeah. scored as many goals as they have. Like we were, we were a good defensive team because we we're had, great. That's why we had them so comfortably under control. Yeah, who do? Just looks shit. Just like it looks like an absolute donkey. Up He's front. the guy we should be replacing Pat Bamford with, isn't he? <laughs> we always say. I mean, that, yeah. Like I'm conscious of my own sort of inner contradiction and hypocrisy in in this. That I, you know, I wouldn't swap Patrick Bamford for either of those lumps that fucking QPR had. Naki Wells was hardly on, was he even on the pitch. Did nothing. But that, then Ben White's dead good, isn't he? And Liam Cooper's back, and we're great in defence. The defence was a weird shape today. It was confusing me. We had. Liam Cooper at left back for for a large period. It was like and, three at the back, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. yeah, it was. It was strange seeing Cooper playing so so wide though, because he was playing as a fullback for for certain patches of the game. Well, is that maybe this is what Bielsa has done to try and counteract the two players up front that we struggled against so much last year? Is go like almost like a three four three of sorts. It was three one three three, and there was what happens is Calvin doesn't have to play as that third centre back that he was struggling with last year, but he does have the option of heel drop into the middle alongside either uh, Ben White, well, next to Ben White, and then Cooper or Ayling have, will go as a fullback. So I think that's why Liam Cooper ended up so um, wide, because we Phillips has that facility, but he, he plays in midfield, so we're, we're stronger there and we don't have the... Because it, uh, it was always a worry last year whenever we were up against two and Phillips was playing as a third centre-back. And you're, mm, I, just, I find it slightly stressful to watch seeing, <laughs> seeing Cooper and being pulled that wide I don't know what I think it, I suppose because I'm just so used to seeing him in the middle I, I feel like something's going wrong when I see him there when it, when it actually isn't it, it take, was all very un, very much under control today it takes a while to get used to as well because looking at the lineup initially you think oh right Stuart Dallas is going to be playing left back and then you watch the game it's like right so he's in right midfield I've got actually it's a uh, um, early in the game I've, I've written down I had to do a little drawing of what the formation is so I'm like right because Stuart Dallas is Definitely not playing left back, is he? Right, he's right midfield, and then work it out from there and uh, and see how it works. But um, but it, it it does seem to be better than last year. I mean, we we we're still only conceded eight this season, which is um, that's phenomenal. We've got a phenomenal defensive record, and they didn't have any chances today. Like no. Don Kiko made a single save, did he? Not like I remember. There was one where. Admittedly, it was at the south stand end, so it's the opposite end to me. But there was there was a cross from deep on the right hand side. It looked like. They potentially had a header at the back post, yeah. which was a half chance, but it went nowhere near the goal. Yeah, there was one. Um, it's the sort of goal, sort of Hujul has the reputation of absolutely just pinging those into the net like a big Lee Chapman header. It was um, hammered across goal, like a really powerful cross, and he couldn't get enough on it to put it in the net. So it was actually a pretty good chance. I think they had that, and there was one other one where I was a bit, I was a bit worried, but um, no, it's, we're fine. But, Eight against us, and then the next best, I think, is um, 12, which is Sheffield Wednesday. So we're four goals better than the next best defence. 
a good job there's not going to be any uh, dramatic alterations to our uh, defensive units in the next uh, <laughs> the next few weeks. Quick return then back to our attacking unit, if we may, and a word on Patrick Bamford's offside goal, because you know when it's not going for a striker, when that sort of decision goes against you. Was it offside? We've not seen a replay or anything? Um, the, the feeling of it seems to be that it probably was. Everybody seems to be saying it was. But, he, was um, he was offside quite a bit today. Mm. I mean, that's the thing is you can say it was bad luck. Or you can say he just has no idea how to seize the Mirko Antonucci of uh, of this team. And he obviously would, <laughs> wouldn't have been playing had Nketia been fit. Well, obviously, and this is the other the other thing is that we're really lucky that Bamford ended up playing. Um, yeah, nobody really... There's lots of rumours flying around about uh, what's up with him or how long he'll be out for um, somebody told me four weeks somebody else told me that he was being sick in a bush for training which is quite exciting sounds quite dramatic um, yeah lots of lots of stuff um, I I put forward the theory on uh, I can't credit who it was because I've lost the tweet that um, that Pat Bamford had kicked him very hard in the bollocks and <laughs> it was an abdominal yeah, lower trauma. abdominal injury and somebody uh replied to me saying that if he'd kicked him in the bollocks he would have put his bollocks wide which I thought was funny um, there's a lot going on in the abdomen isn't there it's a very vague injury yeah and, uh, he's and going to have a colostomy bag next time we see him <laughs> we're trying to uh, to work out whether I mean if Lee Johnson's still interested <laughs> good uh, you know he's nearly new maybe throwing a, a slightly spoiled goalkeeper alongside him as well if, he's, if, he, if he fancies that two for one deal Sure things up down in Bristol. Do you think Enketia, knowing that Enketia would have been in the side, changed Bamford's performance today and, and knowing that he's not on the bench? No, Bamford played like Bamford always played. Uh, works really hard, plays, does lots of effort, does lots of good things outside the box, struggles to stay on side and then he gets some good chances and misses. Mm. He's the head of, I mean, I don't know how close the offside was, um, but if I give him the benefit of the doubt and say it was close, he took it well, like that was very well taken header and I was like I was quite pleased I was happy and I think you know obviously we're hammering in for comic effect it's worth uh, pointing out for anybody who wasn't there today and didn't hear the atmosphere his name was being sung uh, the two loudest songs today it was Wacko always there's uh, Billy Bramness Barmy Army and Patrick Bamford oh and actually there was a lot for Kiko Kassira as well because I guess we uh, we wanted to show some support um, before um yeah but but Bamford's name was being sung even the 90th minute um, to his songs for Pat Bamford. And uh, so he's getting loads of support in the stadium and nobody is uh, booing or jeering him from the sidelines. Everybody is encouraging him. Um, it's just, yeah, just score. And that's the thing why it's worth pointing out that Tyler Roberts' goal did just make everything look easy it's like that's how it should like it should be that easy for Bamford he's good enough to do that like a ball coming to him just hit it in the net and we've seen it game after game where he's he's just making this harder for himself and making it even more difficult for us Robert's very nearly put one on a plate for him as well he was if he'd, if he'd been about an inch taller he'd have got on the end of that as well where it was slid across the goal and Bamford I don't know if he just checked his run a bit or whether he, it was just slightly too far in front of him but that was one where it's the sort of goal that you probably needs in the form he's in because it's mm. one you, you really would struggle to miss yeah and there's a couple that's maybe where I was thinking about his confidence bit because there was a couple of, of those where he's not getting in front of that defender when there's a cross coming in he's behind the defender so that the one at the south stand end he had the chance to the defender had the chance to deflect it away from him and then the one at the cop end he was just he was miles behind the defender it never it, he was never like 
going to get there. So we had to beat that defender for him to to have the chance to slide in and not quite get his foot on it. Whereas if he'd been right on that defender's shoulder and maybe even better in front of him making that side. And if he'd stayed on side, there's a lot of things he's got to get right. But I believe in him. I believe he is capable of doing all this stuff. Um, and I just think he's maybe... But I don't know what we do to fix his confidence because when you've got 35,000 people all singing his name. Maybe he wants a different song. I don't know. <laughs> you score a goal, that's it. You get the goal yeah. and then that, that resets everything. That's true. Their left back can fuck off as well, trying to make out he'd elbowed him in the face at one point. I'm sure Bamford didn't put his arms anywhere near him and he went down kind of clutching his neck. They were a right bunch of little chippy bastards at QPR. Even towards each other, they were always moaning at, at each other. I had a, um, a strong dislike of Chair. They have a player called Chair and they I do. didn't like him. Um and they all, yeah, they all seem to be about five foot seven and have a bad attitude. Kind of touch of the Jody Morrises. It was like a team of Jody Morrises. That's a very good description for it with Jordan Hoogel up front. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And a word if we could then about Jack Harrison, not only an assist machine for Tyler Roberts' goal, but an assist for himself today. The most productive, useful player we have, some would say. And it was nice that he got rewarded by being taken straight off the pitch. <laughs> got his ovation though, didn't he? That was nice for him. He did. It was good. I mean, the second goal, for all the lovely chances we created, I, I didn't quite run through them all, but the clitch unmarked from about 12 Ooh, yards out. Volley. Yeah. That was a really good chance. There was mm. no one anywhere near him. Um, Dallas Useless. had a shot tip Worse wide. than Bamford. Ailing had a header that went just over. Harrison did a cross where it looked like it must go to someone and it didn't. I think it was going towards Bamford. It ended up with it being a corner. Um, then, then Robert scored but this is all in the first half we, sh- we should have been way ahead and then the second goal actually came with their player just kind of passing it to, yeah. to Jack Harrison no I think Jack Harrison played a very deliberate one-two off his torso <laughs> okay we can, we can go with that it was yeah. hard to work out what had happened it was the kind of the ball Bob sort of was forced into their penalty area and then it just ran loose and it no. was just rolling 
Jack Harrison, okay. carried it into their area, cut across the man, went to play it off his body, and it returned perfectly in his path. He worked out. He knew what he was doing. We need a bit of luck, though. I feel like most goals we've conceded this year have been shit goals like that, where they've not actually created anything, but it's just dropped to the, their striker and they've scored. So we, we deserved about another 10 of these, I think, across the season. Yeah, and if you think about what, uh, you know, Enketia being ruled out before the game even starts is the kind of shit thing that is happening to us. So for us to actually get a break like that, um, just when the game was turning a bit nervous, because we were great in the first half, I did feel we started the second half in a little bit like Sheffield Wednesday mode, where we were kind of letting them play a bit too much. But fortunately, QPR don't have a Barry Bannon in their team, um, and they were pretty bad. Um, It is hard to see how they've been doing as well as they have. Mm. I couldn't see anything in that side that looked at all dangerous. But we say that about so many teams. It's because we're good. Yeah, I suppose we are. Yeah, but they were playing we're themselves We're top of the league, into, Michael. We're top of the league. They were playing themselves into trouble in a way that we, although, all right, we were pressing them, but there wasn't a, a significant reason for them off. They were just quite bad at it. They were doing a little bit of the old uh, the derbies at the back with Richard Keogh when he was still able to play. Um, there was by... a nice rendition of uh, Richard Keogh is on the dole from the south stand as well. <laughs> Just, uh... Oh, well done. Yep. Um, them trying to play it out from the back but not quite having the wherewithal to do it correctly because we pressed them. Yeah. But nice. but also, yeah, I mean, good good teams can handle that. They can pass the ball um, and they couldn't. So, so we won. That's what football's like. <laughs> the, the good team beat the bad team. And if you stay tuned for this analysis, and uh, why not sign up for more with the extra ball? <laughs> Put your foot through the ball; it'll go in the net. And if we do yeah. that more than them, then we'll win. It's, there's echoes of Wilkinson score more than them, and we uh, and you win. That's how simple it is for Bamford, though. Just kick we've it done Bamford. We've done Bamford. Into the net, leave him be. He know, he'll go to bed tonight knowing that that's what he should have done. It's one Again. of those like a, a striker when he's down on the lot. They, they come home, they go into the kitchen, they kick the stockbroker. And they, yeah, they moan at uh, they moan at the maid. But um, yeah, so uh, Harrison, just to close out the conversation mm. on him, he's in good form at the minute, isn't he? Plenty of assists. And do you think his decision making's got a bit better? Possibly. He seems weird. He's he's exactly the same player he was before, but he's kind of working for him now. I, I don't feel like he deserved maybe the criticism. No, he did, and I don't think he maybe deserves the praise. <laughs> No, I feel like he's just the way, he's the way he is. He's, he gets a lot of the ball out there and he does some things really well. He does loads of good work. He closes people down relentlessly. He defends well. His first touch is very good. He gets in the right places all the time. And he's get, it's nice to see him being rewarded because he does. He is always in the right place. It's just that sometimes he is a bit frustrating in the, at the last second. And it, and it buys him credit as well in terms of those slightly frustrating spells. If he if he has like this purple patch of getting five assists, six assists, if you count the deliberate one to himself, I guess he probably is our best assister. If that's oh, the thing, definitely this season. If he's if he's got both of those today, I think he's on I six. Mean, you can't have the. <laughs> All right, well, in that case, he's on five and they've come in the last five games, as far as I can tell. Hey, Moscow, while you're there, just mm. have a look on the XG for that Bamford one-on-one chance. Oh, can you do that? Give me a... Right, talk amongst yourself. Somebody did flag that up today on Twitter, um, asking if we would have been analysing that. So let's see how, how good it was, because we are top of the league on XG, obviously. Always. Oh, I mean, I think we must have had at least three or four goal lead in that game based on XG. We had loads of half chances in it. And I'd be amazed if they managed to muster anything more than 0.1 or something. Well, the internet tries to find it for me. The uh, um, Harrison, I think, 
yes, he is playing very well. And I think he's he's perhaps lacks that glamour that we want out of a a winger. I think it, it's funny. I kind of felt this about the Sheffield Wednesday game as well, the way it's um, we ground that out. We ground out a nil-nil draw when we got so used to being the, the gung-ho, attacking, free-flowing uh, side under Bielsa. And it's all a bit like, oh, we're bringing Liam Cooper on. We're just going to go for the draw, not go for the win. And so to have a winger who is not, you know, he's not Thierry Henry in his prime and he's not, uh, why am I going to say Anders Limpar? Why is the next one that comes to mind? Um, <laughs> he's not Jordan Bataka. No, who is not Jordan Bataka, but is instead, he's a little bit more, he's just like a hard worker. Um, is a, in a way, I think it's a little bit deflating. We're like, oh, he's not just going to do loads of nutmegs. It's like, no, he's going to, just race past somebody and and kick the ball against them and get it back if he has to. <laughs> so for him to then get um, all these assists at the end of it kind of does justify a lot of uh, what's going on. And I can't find the the XG for this thing. The app's not working. Internet bloody stats nerds haven't fucking counted it yet. <laughs> <laughs> do your maths, you pricks. Um, Try to do a podcast. But it is nice. To, it's nice for him, and I think it perhaps shows that. Players do grow into this Bielsa side a wee bit. We were saying this about Helder Costa. No one's good in the first year. Just write him off for the first year. Helder Costa will be great next year when we're still trying to get out of this league. (laughs) Now, that's not the positive uh, we're going up as effing champions approach that we want to hear from you, Michael. But we are are better than other teams in this league. Other teams that are up there are Swansea, who are shit and spawned a last-minute winner again today. We've seen QPR, they're shit. We've seen Forest, they're shit. Preston. Preston... Shit. They were all right, but you know. Shit. It's Preston though, isn't it? Got a sheep on the badge. Well, yeah, we have. I do genuinely think... A religious probably, sheep as we're well. We're probably the best team in this league. You'll probably turn up at your door and start bleating with leaflets. Uh, some heroes and villains from today's game then. I'd like to right up front nominate the, uh, well, the kit designers of QPR, their kit man or woman, whichever person what, it was. What colour are we saying that was? Was it an aquamarine? Shit mint. Shit mint, okay. Yep. It's like a hotel bathroom, wasn't it? It was a bit of a kit clash. When they came out, I was surprised that they'd, they'd chosen to wear that. I kept waiting for them to take it off and put the proper kit on. Lo- well, I thought lo- it was like warm-up jackets. Mm, okay, that's those are nice tracky tops. Put your shirts on. When you are obviously mitigating against a, probably what is a, a white kit clash with your home kit, you would think your away kit would be a bit better than that, wouldn't you? But it was a lot of people online complaining about colour blindness being a real issue. And not and there are moments when you're watching that game, even in the flesh, and you're thinking, hang on a second, is that white or green just for a split second when you're not quite, you know, corner of your eye, it's all happening very fast. I couldn't in front concentrate of you. on anything else. <laughs> is it white or green? What colour is this dress? But no, genuinely, like a lot of the old colourblind whites were uh, were saying it's really impossible to distinguish the two. Are they, are they a supporters group? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Colourblind whites. Is it, um, which is our. It's Kiko Casera. <laughs> Which is our colourblind goalkeeper? Is it Will Huffer? Because Newcastle yes, had to change is. their kit, didn't we? So he could be a step nearer the first team, in which case something would have had to be done so that he could take part. I noticed as well that QPR, all their substitutes and everybody on the bench were wearing white uh, warm-up jackets, which I did think maybe they might have been told to change because you'd be bemusing the linesman on the offside decisions if you've got a, a bunch of people in white on the other side of the pitch and our players might have passed to them but they're too clever would also like to nominate uh, QPR's kit sponsors Royal Panda do you know I what mean, that is? A, that's a cute name though for a casino a casino yeah. company oh, yeah. is it? Yeah. I assume it would be but I was hoping it was some sort of Chinese kind of um, you know lucky 
wildlife like, thing. Probably uh, just to appeal to kids, isn't it? I thought it might be a takeaway. Sort of wood panelling, that sort of thing, <laughs> kind of set up. Royal Panda, yeah. No, it's, it's another casino. Which just doesn't come as a surprise, really, does it? But who else then from uh, from that game? I think you've got to nominate Harrison for uh, for his two assists. And Tyler Roberts, probably the best player, I'd say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good to have him back. Um, Patrick Bamford for leading the line. <laughs> uh, yes. XG was 1.93 to us, 0.63 to them. I can't find... Le- That's bollocks. Um, we, we dominated that game so much more than that. Take it up with the... I was going to say nerds. Um... I can't find Bamford's chance specifically. Maybe it just, it was such an appalling miss, they didn't bother. (laughs) Well, maybe we can do this through the week on Tuesday when we. uh, It'll give people a reason to tune in again, won't it? There'll be more of me tapping on a phone trying to desperately work out which one is is, uh, his his easy miss. Any legitimate villains then from that guy? Michael. What? Because parking in a ridiculous in some up some dark alleyway which means I walked halfway into town um, before I knew where he was Moscow uh, thinks a, walking any more than half a mile without his sedan chair being called for his, uh, his why, where were you parked near the, at the top near the dragon Gilded Road alright just near the railway bridge yeah, so like you, a ten minute walk from the ground he's just a moaning bitch yeah but then he went to hide up some weird alleyway where I had no reason to suspect he would be <laughs> don't normally complain uh, any other, I say, legitimate villains that, that have brought misery upon us today? Um, chair. Why? I just didn't like Chair, and then I found out his name was Chair. And uh, and I don't think anybody, when he was substituted, used the tweet about um, uh, Chair taking a seat on the bench or anything like that, which I felt was a missed opportunity. So the people who didn't make enough of a deal about Chair being benched. Their left-back, I've just looked him up, it was Ryan Manning, the uh, the guy that was pretending Bamford had assaulted him. Well, I'm pretty sure he's got no one near him. Plus, um, it's probably Burden Manning's son. And he's a racist, and we don't like racists. Correct. Absolutely. Any more then, Heroes Villains? I enjoyed the person in charge of our ever-reliable PA system who started the second half with, with like a bed of music playing quietly through the PA, which went on for about a minute. Just, I think it's kind of the music they use at halftime for LUTV or something, you know, the bit where nothing's happening. Mm. Just just playing that for a little bit. That was that was nice. It was atmospheric. Just gives a bit more energy and momentum to to what you're doing, isn't it? Carries things forward. Yeah. No doubt Norwich should claim we were doing some sort of mind tricks by playing <laughs> a bit of music. Blasting them with white noise. Uh, so closing thoughts then. Uh, a good win. Top of the table as it stands at the minute. That's all right, isn't it? We can we have more of that. Gets our unbeaten November off to a good start. It's coming together, isn't it? I think that was... Um... You almost took the words out of my mouth until you said November and then I realised you were going to say something different. Um, An unbeaten run is a good thing to be happening. I know those two draws last week were a little bit meh, but we didn't lose. And that now puts us on four games unbeaten, uh, three, six, eight points out of 12. Um, And that's better than losing to fucking Millwall and Charlton, isn't it? Starting to get that just... We're steady. Well, we've only conceded one goal in four games. Um, so it all that all is good. That's all the kind of stuff you have to do to be at the um, at the top of the table. Did you hear the, that's the, where it's put us? Did you hear the chat on the radio leads phone in towards the uh, towards the back end of the show today, where they were saying about um, you know attacks 
my, something along the lines of defences win your championships or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but um, <laughs> it sounds great. Dan. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a attacks win your game, defences win your championship. That's it, and right? That, yeah, and because we don't really bother editing this, that's just going to stay in because <laughs> I'm lazy. During the first half of this game, I was thinking back to the George Graham era of seeing Will score again, and it would be harsh because that George Graham team didn't score because well, they didn't even they try. Didn't, they didn't try to score. Whereas this team really tries to score and creates so many chances to score, and and today we did. So let's be grateful. for Although that. it's worth pointing out that when we the we were talking about the formation, the formation we finished with, we, we went back to our back six again, which we were uh, to see out the two nil, which is very. That's very try to win the league, I think. Last year, I keep going back to the Nottingham Forest away game when we went down to 10 after Calvin was sent off in the first half and went gung-ho, hell for leather, and went, took the lead and then lost 4-2. And everybody came out of that game saying, that was absolutely brilliant that we was, that we attacked and that we should have won. Um, this year, we're, we're trying to win. We're actually trying to win, not just sort of win the moral victory, but um, actually win the game and... and it is, there's something very, very win the league about us being 2-0 up and playing with six defenders across across the, the basically the 18-yard line. I believe Davis did seem to want to get the, the furthest player forward. Oh, he can be a hero. He was good. He was good. I really enjoyed his little cameo. Yeah. Just come on and run really fast. Very good, Davis. Very good. There are other little signs as well that I noticed. It's little things like we're not always trying to force it by playing it out from the back. If it needs to go, a kick from the keeper out into the middle of the park, it will go rather than trying to force it. And I think we were probably guilty of trying to force it a bit too much last season. Yeah. And we also have Ben White playing out from the back this season and he's really, really good at it. Yes, those runs from... uh, There was the one in the first half when he just just ran from our six-yard box and then played a really, really good through ball to... Was it Dallas that he put through? or Roberts? Um, And created a chance just because he got the ball in the six-yard box and decided he would. Um, It it was a big change from the days when Janssen used to get the ball and he'd run into midfield and overrun it and then slide tackle somebody and cry. <laughs> and then raw fist pumps and stuff. Yeah. So a good day at the office then today, and we look ahead to the next couple of games and a, and a, w- a very winnable November. And when I was touching on this earlier, on beating November, no reason why it shouldn't be. Well, no, because I think there's no reason now why we should be beaten again this season. That sure. seems reasonable. Yeah, it's absolutely fine. We'll start this unbeaten run, just keep it going until the end. Why not? That would get us promoted, wouldn't it? It would, and I'd be right behind that. What about you, Michael? Yep, I'd be that. Although we... I wouldn't be surprised if we could be the only team to be unbeaten from November to the end of the season and not be promoted. <laughs> Spoken like a true Leeds fan. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Matchball Podcast. We'll be back through the week with a regular one. And check out the extra ball as well. We'll speak to you in a bit. Bye-bye. The Square Ball Podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.